want to hear that on loop forever. <laughs> I'm Vernon Wells, and you're listening to the Bad Boys Podcast. And just remember one little thing. You don't listen, I know where you live. Three, five, six. What do you guys think of when you hear that number? Episode three, five, six. <laughs> I, think, I think of Porsche 356. It was a luxury sports car built in 1948. I, I think of a barbecue and bar. There you uh, go. Camino del Rio, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I was thinking of the days in the year. Then nope, that's a dyslexics year. Yeah, that's right. See? <laughs> We're going to talk about our problems today. <laughs> can't read numbers. Tony's hungry. And Harley's favorite car is a Porsche 356. All right? Word to your mother. <laughs> Wordness to the turnip. <laughs> what is going on, fellas? Hey, hey, hey. to the turdness. Oh. <laughs> Write it don't, down. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember it. You could you could yeah, pretend like you made it up, and I'd believe it. I wish. All right. Well, there well you I go. tell you what, I've been on the crack in the night, so I'm sure the tardness will be out in full effect. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love to hear. Episode three fifty six. So many days are in a year. We're gonna be randomly ranting all things movies. Just pulled up in my Porsche three fifty six after eating. At where, Tony? That means... Korean barbecue. If we did a podcast... If you... Listen, if you you genuinely think that you're a diehard bad boy, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're going to go back and you're going to listen to one of our podcasts every day for the next 365 days. And you will have listened to a lot. You will have wasted your time. Well, you can't quite make it because we're at 356. Not 365. Oh, that's right. You got another... Why, why do you fuck me up like that? Like... <laughs> I don't know. I was, just, I was just making a joke and then you, you were going... I don't, I don't know where you were going with it. I was right. like, okay. I told you the retard is going to be out in full effect tonight. <laughs> he already is. Well, glad, I'm glad. Who is that retard? Let's just get right into it. Like I said, Bad Boys Podcast, episode 356, randomly rants on all things movies. I'm your host, Fonzo, a.k.a. Mike Lowry. Joining me as always. The retarded one, Marcus Burnett, a.k.a. Harley Martin. And I'm Tony, a.k.a. MCP. MCP. More cocktails, please. I oh, you're so I'm proud of that, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am so happy I came up with that. So uh, I, was, I, I always always wanted to come up with something Ackerman, for MCP. So, And then you always like to drink everyone's drinks. I think it's perfect. I think it's fitting. So... You know, I don't think I actually enjoy drinking people's drinks. That's just what I do. It just happens. I, there's a drink in front of me, and I'm like, hey, look, there's a drink. I'm a, I, I can drink it. <laughs> I that, sounds like a, that sounds like someone junkie would say. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you don't like drinking it, but you'll do it. So say Harley puts his dick out in front of you. You're going to just Hey-o! suck it, or are you just going like, to look away? Wow. <laughs> you might not like it, but it's there. Was... Yeah, I don't know what kind of junkies you hang out with, but that's not that's not what we do over here. Oh, so you are a junkie, is that what you're saying? <laughs> exactly. I'm a drink. Okay. Yeah, see, we, see, that's 
I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from here. I was gonna say uh, I did watch one extra. <laughs> it was an episode of Rick and Morty, Mister Meeseeks. <laughs> that was pretty. I damn still fun. haven't seen I'm, that show. I'm, what's that? Still haven't seen that show. You still haven't watched it? I thought nope. you. I thought you watched it. Nope. Nothing. No. What show? Uh, Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, I know it's popular on like Reddit. There's constantly they're constantly posting shit on that. Hey, oh, is that right? Yeah. Say goodnight to the bad boys. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. That's um, that's all. That's the fourteen year old. Don't worry, you can curse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just she. I took her to see Logan. It's all good. Oh yeah, exactly. See, it's all good. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, I was trying to show crew a uh, poltergeist last night, and uh, oh wow, he's like you can't show him that. I'm like, why not? It's like you can't. It's too scary because it was about midnight, you know. And you're still awake, and I was awake. Like, let's watch it. She's like, no, don't show him that. I'm like, it's rated PG. Crew told me. <laughs> dude, so I asked him, the, look it up. And sure enough, it's coming sure out of the, the. Dude, it's rated PG. <laughs> wow. He was like, what? That. I'm be rated PG. I literally just had this conversation uh, with my guy at, at um, work, uh, which he'll be a guest one of these weeks. I just got to like make it a point to like actually put him on the show. But he's a guy who owns a record store. Oh, right on. I like him already. Yeah, yeah he's cool. He, he like he's one of those like old school dudes who like literally watches VHS tapes. Like doesn't actually own any DVDs. Like his smartphone is like he just finally got a fucking Android phone in the last couple months. He doesn't even know how to like turn it on and off kind of thing. And he's like younger you. than me. Like, he's a young man, he's, but he's fucking hardcore <laughs> like that. So, anyways, um, no, we were talking about, like, how old movies got away with being PG and PG-13. Because yeah. I said, I told this kid, he cursed on the on the basketball court, right? Uh-huh. And so I said, hey, hey, you, come here, sit down. Come here, sit down next to me. And I, he just, I don't know, he said, like, shit or something like that. And But, you know, when I'm at work, man, I'm, just, I'm, mean, I'm mean Martin, you know? Uh-oh. And uh, so, hey, hey, come here. He's like, oh, oh. You come and sit down next to me. I go, your parents? And I know his parents. They're nice people. He actually has two parents, which is super rare. And I go, your parents, you, you talk like that at home? He goes, no. And I go, then don't talk like that here at the school. He's like, okay. I was like, all right, go play. <laughs> so, and then as he got up and walked away, Don't I you said, feel like such an hypocrite, though? Oh, yeah, of course. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the second! Oh, and it's it's weird. Like I'll get, I'll get mad at my kids at school, yeah. and I'll I'll have to like catch myself from saying this is bullshit. What you're doing, or something like that. Exactly. Like I'll immediately go to curse mode uh, with my kids, but other kids, I'm really good. <laughs> but anyway, so the kid gets up and he walks away, and I'm like, "This PG-13 around here," and and my guy Bo's his name. He goes, uh, "Man, you know." PG-13 ain't okay either. I mean, we've seen some PG-13 movies that were not okay. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, you know? <laughs> and he's like, man, them early movies in the 80s, PG-13 was not good. <laughs> so we started reminiscing, you know? Yeah. So PG-13 was yeah. creative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Jaws is PG. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yeah, so... But anyways, yeah, you gotta be careful with PG thirteen. There's a PG rating. Yeah, yeah. yeah how the fuck did they get away with Poltergeist PG? Uh, I, I know. That's some crazy. Maybe it's just the initials P 
poltergeist. Yeah. No, yeah, no you know, it's TG. whatever the MP, like somebody slipped the dude at the MPA, MPAA, like a 20 spot, and they were like, make it PG. And he's like, yes, sir. <laughs> but I think uh, that was what, 82? Like, I don't, I don't think it was that, yeah. you know. I, I mean, and isn't isn't the director the guy who did the fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies? It's true, yes, but it is rumored that Spielberg took over and directed the rest of the movie. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's credited as a writer. Yeah. I'm on IMDb oh, right okay. now. I'm not going to pretend. Like that <laughs> much, but, but I yeah, know. It's totally rumored that uh, they said that he finished it. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, because Toby Hooper wanted to pull out a chainsaw at the end of it and start slashing <laughs> And Spielberg like was like, oh, let's make this a little more family friendly. We got little kids in involved. Yeah, let's have creepy clowns, crazy trees coming out, and corpses coming out of a yeah. pool. Yeah, faces being peeled off. Yeah, total PG. Yeah, what? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, needless to say, he uh, we stayed until 2 in the morning. We finished that motherfucker. We had a great time. It was awesome. <laughs> I going to do tomorrow, but it was rad. No, <laughs> he's not ready for it. But what's funny is the remake is PG-13. The second one is PG-13, I just see. Yeah. Is that a remake, the Poltergeist 2, the other side? No, that's a sequel. Oh, okay. But, but they... Oh, that's right. They remade it not long ago. Mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we might have. Yeah. But, uh, did you see the extras, Harley? No, not a goddamn thing. No. I'm even behind on uh, on uh, Silicon Valley. Oh shit! New one tonight, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, but I think I'm. I think this is the the next one I've missed out on. Oh, okay. I know MCP hung out with a bunch of a-holes. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. My extra. I was like, I haven't watched shows. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones. What assholes are you talking about? Like, I guess the whole world of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Yeah, rewatching. Uh, oh. We started. Lane and I started watching from the beginning. Oh, there's some a holes in, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess they're all a holes. <laughs> I was just afraid of part one when the guy says that to him. Oh no, they they they're definitely um, self-professed a holes throughout <laughs> the, both movies. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, we got a, um, we got a, we had a like gift certificate to Regal, so I was like, why not? We'll go to the movies. Heck, heck um, and uh, yeah, it's the the I could rewatch the opening scene forever. You remember in the first one, the opening scene? There's the dance number. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, he's a uh, Chris Pat, yeah, Peter Quill, Star Lord. He's, he's doing his little dance. Kicks one of them. He's kicking right, right. This took it up a notch, several notches, and I'm just like, love it. Yeah, I could totally watch that thing forever. It was a lot of fun. Um, The synopsis. Yeah, I had I had no, I had like just a little snippets, little teasers. So I had no idea what 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 we were getting into. It was like, what? Who's the bad guy? What's the plot? Nothing. I had none of that, Um, which was great because it was just you know just blank slate. so I don't know if you, how much you guys want me to talk about it. Everything. Uh, spoil the fucking thing. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I mean, like, what the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, don't spoil it. Well, I mean, the synopsis says, um, all it really reveals in the, in the synopsis is that um, the team continues. 
their adventures as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. Okay, so what I'm curious is like, so they fun, they're they're all teamed up now, right? So yeah, they're all like up. a cool montage or action scene where they're like kicking ass as, they, as like a as a unit, right? Are they getting along or what's going on? Uh, I mean, getting along is. Um, you know, relative. <laughs> they're, they get they're getting along as well as they could get along, as well as you know, five a holes can get along. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, four plus baby Groot. Hey, Yondu joined the group. Now, does this is kind of spoiler territory? But does baby Groot go like I am Groot or some shit like that? Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to hear that on loop forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I think you never saw any of the trailer then, Harley. No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right. If you saw the, even the teaser, he says, "I am Groot" repeatedly. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, I it nice. was a lot. It was a lot funnier than I was anticipating. Um, like. It, the the Drax has become my new favorite character. He's just he, to me he steals the show with his deadpan kind of um uh, literal. You know how he's so literal with everything. His comedy yeah. just just shines for me. It's it's just fucking hilarious. Nice. Because um, I mean, you saw the little teaser where they, they talk about the feelings one. Right, right, right. And he's like, "Do me, do me." He's like that throughout the whole movie, and he's just he's a blast. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it it's a lot of fun. Um, it. So Baby Groot doesn't steal the show, huh? No, Baby Groot doesn't doesn't steal the show. No. How um, could he? He's like a stick. I, <laughs> I mean, there like, there are scenes. I mean, the opening credits. It's all Baby Groot. Um, yeah. And then uh, he, steals he steals certain scenes for sure. Yeah. There there's a scene that highlights Baby Groot. Um, but it's it's intentional. It's not like. It's not like the scene was trying to highlight somebody else and just Baby Groot just steals it. It's like very, very deliberate. Um, but like Drax's comedy. Shit ton of these toys right here. What's that? Yeah, no kidding. It's like we're gonna sell a shit ton of these toys right here. Oh yeah, for, all for the Baby sure. Group. Oh yeah. Um, but like this for me, Drax's is... like franchise. We're gonna be seeing four, five, six of these motherfuckers because. No, Gun says he's gonna make one more, and that's gonna end like the the, the, the trilogy. We're not like super fatigued on even people like me who are like, all right, we're tired of this fucking Marvel cinematic. You like, we can only see Iron Man and and fucking Captain America like so many times. Like we've already seen two Avengers movies now, plus two more Avengers movies since you know that are couched in an Iron Man. Or yeah, yeah, we've Avengers heard Mean Martin before. But with the Garden, <laughs> what's that? I said we've heard all this mean Martin shit before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what the, no, I'm, but I'm, my hey, point is, are you in this or you are? What the fuck? What's going on? Let me just interrupt for a second. Oh, so interrupt. You always interrupt. Everybody was like, oh, this is new. This is Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's a totally different, obviously. It's not taking place on Earth. It's a totally different world. So it's like it does sort of alleviate some of that superhero fatigue kind of thing. And I watched it and I remember enjoying it. So I'm intrigued at the second one um, because it's not that sort of, you know, based in reality America kind of thing. And so I dig that. Sorry. Go ahead, Tony. That was it? That's it? That's all you got? That was your input? 
That's why it you wasn't never... bad. Sorry about that, Tony. We apologize for everyone. Listen to that. Ahead, but we get our, we get the same characters. They they come back. Yeah, we've got. Right I mean, it's the Guardians, and they're still just as you know snarky towards each other, and and still kind of stupid, and they're still it's 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 they're still fun. It's still them, and they bring that same chemistry back. Right. Um, awesome action set pieces. There's some pretty awesome action. Yes, yes. Nice. What about Tango and Cash reunion? Talk to me. Oh, that's wait. I, what? Stallone's in this? Yes, Stallone. Stallone is in it. Are you listening? Yes, so Kurt Russell is in it. You said you have IMDb pulled up, don't you? You know how to read? (laughs) No, not for not for this fucking movie. Son of a bitch. Really, just take a seat. Have a coconut smile. I am having a coconut smile. Stallone. He was. (laughs) Never cracking in a smile. That's it. Uh, so Stallone, um, he, he was more of a cameo. Um, he was in it for a bit. It was a little distracting to see him. Um, but because of he was a cameo, it was, it, it, it worked. He kind of goes like, this is fucking Stallone. What's he doing in here? You know? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, oh, right, right. There's a story that he's supposed to be a part of. And then he's off the screen. I'm like, okay, fine. Gotcha. Um, it does look like they're going to try to bring him as a, um, character. Not just a, like right now he's a cameo, but that character they might bring him back. Um, okay. Kurt Russell, um, he 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 was a big part of the movie, and uh, as ego, um, so I see. I don't know how much you want me to talk about it because um, I remember I didn't know anything about ego from the trailers, uh-huh. so it was kind of cool to to be surprised by Kurt Russell in the movie. Um, okay. Which but uh, the comics is that he's a living planet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Wow. He, he, living he, planet. That's a new one. Right. Look that up. Look up Eagle. You'll see a big Yeah, Eagle's supposed to be. Planet. Uh, You'll see a face on it. That's Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know if he's in the movie, but in the, in the comics. They, they, they work it into it. They work the uh, whole planet has a face type thing um, into the movie. But it's very, very quick. And it's within like a larger action set piece. So it's not that distracting. Um, but I thought he was good in it too. Like he was, he was charismatic. Yeah, yeah, right. It is Kurt Russell. It's fucking yeah. It's Kurt Russell, man. It's, 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 Kurt Russell. <laughs> he lays down the charm. The, the 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 charm that Kurt Russell brings to the screen works for the ego character so well. It 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 actually went. It, it I bought it totally. It was it was great. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't a Tango and Cash scene. You know, they weren't together. That's all right. Yeah. But all in all, I enjoyed it. I mean, this was a, a big time, big, big dollar um, and with a potential for a Slater. Hell yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. No, I, I'm, I'm like same with Harley where I've heard things where it's like negative, like it's not as good as the first. What, what, how do you rank it? You like it better than the first I think one? it's just as good as the first. I mean, the, wow, okay. one of the things about this one is that it, it didn't have a big uh, – I mean, like Thanos, you know, he's a big – character that i was familiar with and he was you know and 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 so they had that angle of 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 the villain this one was different and it had a different feel like it it wasn't the same threat as the first one but i enjoyed it just as much as the first one um it sounded like lane was going to say something she liked it better than the first one talk up on the microphone girl 
Can't hear you. Yeah, no, no, she can stay away. I'll, I'll relay the message. That's your marriage. You, you bad girl. Yeah, no, no, she's staying on the couch. She ain't getting up. She ain't getting up. <laughs> she's too lazy. I like that. She's too lazy for this shit. Um, but yeah, she likes it better than the first one. So. Oh. Yeah. I heard that the this one has like more character development. It's not like double the action and and double the jokes, and it's like. But they go. They they spend more time like developing characters, which kind of intrigued me. I was like, right on. That's cool. It's kind of like yeah. I think they touch up on family a lot. Yes, yes. There is a lot of Marvel movie they do. They just try to one up each other's action set piece kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it did. It didn't feel like you're absolutely right. There was definitely a lot of side stories that they were playing out that were family related, kind of digging into the past and answering some questions. Remember, this uh, was a big gamble for Marvel, like to, to have a talking raccoon, a talking tree. I mean, like, then well, all, the all of a sudden seen it, like it's the people were still like, what? This is weird. You know, like, I don't know. They didn't really get it. I mean, like I said, Marvel's like you taking, these are like C list, maybe D list characters, you know, in the Marvel universe, in the book, in the books anyway. So um, the fact that it did so well, and then they hear that the second one is, is even better or, just well, they got good. they got the same guy to direct. They, you know, yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, that's that's always a plus. And he's not he's not your sort of classic, you know, born and raised Hollywood to direct Marvel movies kind of thing. You know, from Chroma. Um, yeah, and he's done a couple. Yeah, of exactly. Movies, yeah. So for him to to get involved is was really kind of unique. Um, so for him to like stay on board for the second one, they must have said you still have a lot of creativity or you, we're still going to allow you a lot of freedom in regards to that creativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which always for me as like a movie, like I want, I don't want the studio to dumb the fuck down the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd much rather see, you know, something fucking bizarre. The same suicide squad, y'all. <laughs> yeah. This exactly. is more about doing a ragtag team, a, a group of, you know. Well, well, I just don't want to see where together. there's 50 suits directing it. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. And so. Um, now, Tony, I was going to ask you, did you stay for all five post credits? We, we stayed until the power went out of the, the machine. So, yeah, we <laughs> so they were like fucking sweeping underneath your <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so you have to like, so There's nothing left. That's it. There's no more. We're going to have to replay the still scrolling. So look at this last name. Got to give every person yep. credit. Yep. They're uh, wheeling us out. So, so there, were, so like there, were, there were five five. credit scenes? I'm um, pretty sure we counted five. Okay. Five, Blaine? There was five. Yeah, five. Nice. Okay, cool. And they set up things? Or are, they, are they interesting? Are they cool? They were cool. They were fun. Um, they were all just, the yeah, the extra scenes. I mean, yeah, like you, you could walk out of the theater and it's you're not missing too much. I mean, oh. yes, they're 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 extra footage. It's fun, and they they're adding little little jokes at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you're missing out on a big plot twist or anything like that, or or you know, leading up to the next movie or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, because you know, there's really there's one scene. There is one of the five where they're kind of hinting at something in the future, uh-huh. but it's not. It, it, it you know it, it might be cool, but it wasn't anything you know jaw dropping. Um, there is one like 
we're saying that there's a lot of family story in this. There is one family storyline that I felt kind of mediocre on. Um, and it was the sister plot line with Nebula between Nebula and Gamora. Uh huh. It was a little, eh, it, it, it didn't, it wasn't as, as well done to me. It didn't seem as well done as the other ones, as the other family plot lines. It just seemed like the Nebula character, and maybe that's what it is to me. The, the Nebula character seems a little weak and kind of yeah. pathetic throughout both movies. Yeah. Um, and I and I kind of wanted her to be. She has this really cool look, right? And I, and I like want her to be cooler. And she kind of comes off as a, I don't know, you know, like a sulky teen or something. Oh, that's she was consistent. Right. She's got a cool name, cool look to her, and um, yeah, maybe yeah. I mean, they they touch upon it in the first one, but. But yeah, it just seemed it just seemed like a eh, like the you know emo sister type of thing, and it's like shut up. <laughs> I wanted you. I want you to be cooler. Maybe it's like a character trying to appeal to a certain demographic. To, maybe, to maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's the only that's the only one of those storylines that I felt was kind of weak. I could I could have done without it, and it's not a big deal. But yeah, all, all in all, I had a damn good time. And the music, right <laughs> they nice. brought the music. You know, they, it's, they continue so with the soundtrack. Just, they got another hit, another hit soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, right. dude, there's <laughs> enough hits from the fucking seventies and eighties and late sixties to fucking fill ten of these movies. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Cool. All right. I'm excited. Like, hopefully, I can me, me and Jeff can go see it tomorrow. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah, that'd be right. Your side of it. Cool. Now, did you watch the first one before going to see a sequel? Just to kind of re- we watched it about refresh? we watched it while we were on um, our honeymoon. I think I think I reviewed it on the podcast. I give a quick extra, but yeah. So we did warm up with the first one. Cool, good. I was that. I'm. I'm telling you. I'm as much as I hate to admit it. I'm kind of interested in seeing Alien, even cool. though. I hated Prometheus, and when I rewatched it and reviewed it, I was like, "Fuck this movie!" <laughs> I was like pissed off. And then I watched some like reviews of it. And I was like, "It's like you know what? Hello, man. Maybe it's not so bad after all." Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was watching all these like YouTube videos with interviews of Scott, and I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe this movie's gonna be cool." And so I'm like. <laughs> I'm trying not to watch any trailers there or are some reviews out already. Yeah, I've, I haven't watched them though or listened to them though. Wow, just... cool! You know, I ended up watching one of the trailers um, while um, you know on, on before Guardians, and it yeah. looked pretty cool. I have it, to admit, it feels like from what I've gathered, and I'm not going to spoil the trailer to you two guys, right? Is that it's more of a traditional alien film right. in the sense more that there's motherfucking alien. aliens in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I see how that could appeal to a lot, you know, of the hardcore alien freaks out there that Prometheus didn't. Um, I, I feel like for your average moviegoer like myself, I watched Prometheus and there's just so many questions and so yeah, many. Yeah, I just saw a tweet about that too. Some guy wrote something was like, the cinematography, the music to this, the, the the look of it is amazing. It's just the insane plot lines in this. I can't. It's so convoluted. I can't figure it out. But it, it feels like I should. I should love this. Well, <laughs> that's the four-hour documentary like, on the Blu-ray it, too. It looked great, 
you know, everything was like the special effects, the cinematography, like the acting, everything was great, except for the fucking screenplay and the story was like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea. And the credits are rolling and I still don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> um, you know, obviously since the movie came out like fucking four years ago or whatever, there's plenty of reviewers that have sort of, you know, essentially probably figured it out in just sort of like um, there's a YouTuber, Chris Stuckerman or something. I think Fonzo, you might even turn me on to him. Yeah, Chris Stuckman. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of his his reviews. In fact, he just did the entire Alien franchise from beginning to end. And every time he reviewed one of the Alien movies, and he went into the the Alien versus Predator franchise too, I was right there with him. I agreed 110 percent with all of his critiques and stuff. So um, he had a a, like a 25 minute review on Prometheus spoilers and all, and I was like, motherfucker, he he got it. Like he (laughs) he. He he, uh, you know, figured out the Matrix, he, you know, and mm-hmm. so I was like, if I had time, I'd rewatch this motherfucking movie. I have it on Blu-ray just because I bought the entire Alien franchise for like right. eight dollars or whatever. But yeah, I can't bring myself to get, fucking sit down and watch it again. But um, it's one of those movies where I'm like, I kind of want to go see it, but at the same time, I don't because I don't want to mm-hmm. be pissed off, you know. So, anyways, sorry. Oh yeah, like. I mean, sometimes you want you. It, it's been a while, you know. You've been away from it, and you go back with like a fresh mind and look look back into it and go, you know what? The face, right? What was I thinking about? You know, there's that hype around it. Really, start going back to the alien universe, and yeah, you just never know. So, with that I, said, I kind of feel like I was looking at it. The motherfucker's like 80 years old. Mm-hmm. He's old, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know an 80 year old <clears throat> that's not a little senile. And I was watching some like interviews with him, and he, you can tell he's old. Like, and I'm like, how does this guy? Now, granted, he's been directing movies for you know the great, better part of forty years, and he's been directing, you know, box office level tentpole films for forty years. I'm still, is, is, does he still have it in him? Like, can he still hit out some knockers, or is he? Is he crazy? You know what I mean? Hit out yeah. some knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just watched a uh, fucking uh, uh, the fucking extra credit, so my my language isn't quite English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Oh, man. So anyway, well, who did, who who had the homework this week? I did. You did. That's uh, right. Are you, are you at all curious how much Guardians of the Galaxy made? Sure, let's find out. Just, just, just curiosity's sake. Why, hold uh, on one it, second. I hear, okay. I hear a band tuning off of that. Let's Uh-oh. see. Oh. Yeah. That's- <laughs> I was like, it's what, like your I neighbors passed, have a band or something? What the fuck? Are you? Like, it's like I, I passed the ball to Tony. It's just been open. such a long time I, since we played ball. It's like, what the fuck's going on? Supposed to be, well, it's supposed to be, had you got a head, head in a swivel. <laughs> threw the ball at you and you were looking away and it got hit in the face. Yeah, man, I, <laughs> I, I was, I was an, even in the, in the, on the field. <laughs> I was over in my car playing Pokemon and I was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> 
Shoot the J. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So how much did it make? Tony wants so to guess. It okay, made. Never mind. Nah. Well, okay. you can guess. I'm gonna one fifty. Two hundred. One fifty. Yeah. Tony's thinking what? Two hundred. Well, that's what the budget was. Two hundred. Oh damn. But domestically, it opened at one hundred and forty-five, which obviously is big money. And considering it's not terrible, terribly reviewed, I'm sure it will make money in the long term. Um, in fact, it's made like there's an article that says uh, with an estimated 145 million opening weekend, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two topped the weekend box office and improved on the original, released by 53 percent. Considering the 94 million opening for the original was something of a surprise, it's a spectacular, impressive result considering it's the Largest jump for a second film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe among all sequels. Only the 88.5% increase of Captain America Civil War over the Winter Soldier is better. So, um, so it's obviously, you know, this it's, it's cashing in on the success of the first one. So, um, it didn't do as well as, uh, the fate and fate of the furious movie opening weekend. Um, but it's topped out at two Oh seven, um, with a $250 million budget, the fucking last fast and the furious movie that you can go out to the theater and see cost a quarter of a billion dollars. James Cameron is like, I can build the fucking Titanic for half of that. Just give me the money. Just give me the money. I'll build the motherfucking Titanic and I'll sail it across the goddamn ocean. Um, these budgets, man, are insane. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fucking insane. The Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, $200 million budget. But they know they'll make that money back. It's already worldwide made 427 Foreign, it made 282 It's like the fucking money. It's crazy these tentpole films. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's what it made. And and I, I'm sure you know before it's all said and done. You know, um, can I say you know one more time? <laughs> the Fate of the Furious has been out for four weeks now, and it's you know I'm sure it's not going to make any more money. I mean, it'll make, you know, a couple more million, but it's not going to double what it's already made at 207. So domestically, it's not going to make its money back. Um, but that's only because they spent so much money on it. But foreign, it, it's already made $951 million. That's pretty good, right? So, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I guess Americans aren't the only car, car-centric car uh, people. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What comes out next week? Is Does the Alien come out next week? Oh yeah, what the, when does that come out? Should be coming out right this week. Uh, yeah, the twelfth. I think. Soon. King Arthur snatched Lowriders the Wall wedding plan May twelfth. Yeah, next Friday. Next Friday, King Arthur is the only big wide open. But I don't know shit about it. So we still got you know they they probably timed it right with Guardians, so they'll have you know two weeks of. It's not until May 19th does Alien come out. Okay. And even then, they're not going to have a ton of overlap, Aliens and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure they will some, but um, 
they could potentially still make some serious money. It's not until uh, May 26th does the Pirates of the Caribbean 5 come out. Oh, okay. I would guess that they'll probably get some, you know, that PG-13 family kind of thing. So, but anyways. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh yeah, Guardians kicking acid. Making, making so you chose the homework, my friend. I did. I did. Um, it's back to the seventies. I well, you know, I figured. I don't know. The older I get, the more I appreciate old ass movies. You know, where where nothing happens and it's just character building. You know what I mean? For two hours, just build characters, and maybe there's maybe there's a little bit. A little blood and guts, or you know, one dude gets thrown through the window, or something like that. But for the most part, the movie is just character building. Mm-hmm. And so, and I remember that we had watched Twelve Angry Men, which was directed by Sidney Lumet, and, or I watched it. Um, I remember watching it. I, I want to say I saw it. You guys remember watching it with me? Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The courtroom drama. Black and white. The, the entire film takes place in the right. Uh, all the um, uh, the uh, the deliberating. Remember yeah. Alfonso? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. One dissenting vote, and so the whole movie is basically like is this drama of all the um, what's the fucking the jury? Jesus Christ! I can't come with goddamn <laughs> word jury. Anyway, so it was a famous movie. I think they remade it or some shit like that. But it was directed by Sidney Lumiere, which is obviously has a huge history of films. He did Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino, which is highly regarded, which I'll probably pick the next time I get a homework. Um, but anyway, so I picked Serpico. It's one of those early Pacino films that I'd never seen before. It's 7.8 on IMDb. It's not overly long. It's two hours and ten minutes long. Um, and it's, uh, what's not to like, uh, an honest New York cop named Frank Serpico blows the whistle on rampant corruption in the force only to have his comrades turn against him. I'm all aboard, right? Right. So, uh, so yeah, I picked it. So what did you guys think? Cause I've been talking a lot and I got this, <laughs> uh, I got this sweet rum and tap water drink. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's always cool to see like Pacino do his young work. I I really enjoyed him in Dog Day Afternoon. Thirty two years old. Yeah, so I've always seen him. I've always seen this poster. I've always seen the name of that. Now, is this based on a true story, or anything or yes. all? Or yes. Okay. Documentary. Okay. Not documentary, but but um, uh, biography. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Yeah. Just um. You know, like, and he he probably do some shady shit or some dirty shit just to apprehend somebody, right? But this one, man, he's straight. He's straight edge. It's, I mean, like, you know, yeah, man, it's crazy. And everybody's for sure, yeah. 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 And everybody around him is like, "Yo, man, you don't get paid here. You get this." And he's like, "Nope, nope." I mean, nope. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, it's okay if you get some. Nope. You're like, nope. fuck, man, this guy. This guy is straight up Harley in the team. He's not drinking, not one drink. No, uh-huh. one. <laughs> no, look at him. Listen to him. About that last night, uh, for real? Uh huh. Just talking about it. She likes it, you know. She's she's happy that her fucking husband was a virgin, kind of thing, you know. 
Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. You were a square for sure. Oh, I was a square. A square yeah. could be. Yeah, but then boy, egghead, looking living up in Coconut Grove, motherfucker. Absolutely. But then you know we get angry, Pacino. We get. Yeah. Uh, we if you get in his nerve or you won't listen to him, he tells you to go in the cage. You won't listen. We yeah. get angry, Pacino, and uh, it shows. And uh, yeah, it was interesting too. Like it was almost like a like a spoof. Like every time he came into the office, he was disguised as something else. <laughs> Like a, like a Jewish guy, he's like a, he works at like a, yeah. a, a, the meat department. He was like, "God damn, dude, I'm neat. And then his, he had a beard, he had a goatee, he had a mustache. Like, no man, well, that's kind of funny. Yeah, the book in the movie takes place over twelve years, so ah, okay. we're supposed to see, you know, the evolution from 1960 to 1972. But yeah, like you said, every time he walks into the <laughs> he's wearing a new outfit it's just funny shit yeah when he walks in as a city jew i and pulls off the beard i, I just laugh and then oh, they don't make reference hey it is it's just fucking hilarious yeah yeah he's just wearing it <laughs> considering i don't think there was a goddamn joke in the entire movie you know <laughs> yeah but yeah and then um, I, I like when um you know the the time period that way too like how certain cities look back then Oh, the cinematography! There were some gorgeous cinematog- cinematography. Cinematography. Wow. Cinematography. <laughs> Cinema- <laughs> Is that a Pokemon Harley? Uh, Tony just called. Seriously, man, I want to find this thing. I want to just tell me how to spell like it. Cinematographic, but that ain't no goddamn. No, that, yeah. Wait, what? What do you teach again? English at school? I don't teach anything, Mark. I'm a babysitter. <laughs> Good thing. I fucking count a ten. Shit. I make sure little kindergartners eat their snack <laughs> in five minutes. Oh, shit. oh man, take another shot, please. We need we need Harley liquored up by tonight. <laughs> my major credit. <laughs> yeah, the cinematography yeah, no, was fantastical. There's um, beautiful cinematographic scenes <laughs> with the bridge in the background and the yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I um um. Sometimes I just I just like a good character piece, you know, even if it's all talky talky. Um, but it's just I don't know, Pacino's just so engaged. His charisma. Even when he just walks around, he's moping around, it feels like he's just gonna blow up at any minute. <laughs> you know? Like when uh he threw that chair at that one guy and like he, he almost kinda of threw it back at him, he's like, Man, this fucking chair right here will slam it on the ground until it breaks. Until it breaks. Yeah. He went to go sit in his office on uh, typing something. <laughs> And we're just standing looking at him. It was all like one take too, which I thought was great. There's a lot of those in the right? movie. There's a lot of long takes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see that again in the, the extra credit. But I think it's kind of a lost art. And I think it's just because fucking actors can't hold their shit together for long enough. But uh, I don't know what it is. But yeah, I think for me, in today's YouTube generation... It feels like, well, the movie's just running long. Like, well, this movie's just slow. Because the camera just stands there, and it just filmed a six-minute-long actors acting their ass off for six minutes straight. And I think it's a lost art. I mean, you know... Or you can have, like, 30 cuts of Liam Neeson jumping over a fence. Exactly. It's like, (laughs) fuck's sake, man. Um, There's a lot of long shots which i at first didn't notice but like you just pointed out like 
I realized, and I rewound it once um, in both of the movies, actually. I I rewound it because I was like, wait a second, did they, have they cut yet? Because this is, you know, long take. And when I mean long, I mean like three minutes. Because today's day and age, there's not a 30 second scene that goes by without a goddamn cut. (laughs) Man, for real. Yeah, in this movie, you get a lot of that, which I liked. Yeah. Um, Just because it feels... It just, like you said, I mean, fucking guy throws a chair across the room. Review a movie and say the guy throws a chair across the room and make it sound like it's a big deal. When I've seen fucking Transformers and entire New York City skylines blow up. Chair across the room and I'm like, God damn, this motherfucker's serious. That's I mean, you feel like the only character standing around there. Or when he gets shot. You know, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um... Yeah, well, you know, no, you see him at 40 the years old. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, it is woefully different. It's a completely different movie universe that this movie came out in. Mm-hmm. And I could see a lot of people watching this movie in just snooze fest from beginning to end. I mean, within 15 minutes, just going, oh boy. I mean, anybody under the age of 35 or something like that. Tony, how old are you again? Thirty-five. Twenty-six? Yeah, thirty-five, yeah. 35. Under, so thirty-five and under. So I feel like this would, you know, like, this, that's a good segue in MTP's review. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'm falling asleep already, man. Oh shit. That's my review of it. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, you're you're, you're not oh, reviewing good point, good point. Right, right. <laughs> um it it I, I thought it was I I was afraid I wasn't gonna be able to get into it. Um and it, it, like you said, it's a character piece and it, it got my attention, but definitely not enough to the point where I was running out of time tonight and I skipped over the middle 30 minutes. So, so I could Whoa. finish the film. Whoa. Yeah. I skipped, like there's some point in the middle, like you talking about throwing a chair. I think I may have missed that. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> it just wasn't, I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. You're a good, you're a good cop. You're a good cop. You're a good cop. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. I get it. You're a good cop. And everybody else hates you. <laughs> like that's that's all I got out of the film, um, and that's all that really happened. I mean, you saw him at the beginning, and then the rest of the movie is a flashback, um, just trying to tell yeah, his you character. Get Al Pacino playing a Hasidic Jew. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care who he's playing. Fucking gorgeous is his hair throughout the movie. By the way, seriously, right? Like you see, him dressed can, up as a hot dog. I can see why this dude. Especially after the performances that he did in the late seventies, early eighties, like this guy, he just had—I mean, he was like Tom Cruise and got shit on Al Pacino. In the and that's one of, thing I do—I I did notice, like at the beginning, it was—it bu- was bugging me that his voice was nasally and high pitched. Oh, he's so young. He's his voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then, then towards the end of the movie. It like it, it got Pacino's voice again. I was like, "Hey, there, there it is. I, I hear it. It's under there." And like he, yeah. it's like, like he, in Dog Day. I, I, it was throwing me off at first too when I first watched Dog Day. I'm like, "What the hell?" No, what but but like? my point is that while his whole voice throughout the whole movie doesn't have that gravelly Pacino thing that we're used to today, he yeah. still changed. I think he had an affect in his voice at the beginning of the film when he was a rookie to when he was like set in the role like he was like he, he was a detective you know he's fully in he got his badge and everything and his voice was different he just had more confidence in himself 
Um, so I thought that was cool. I, I don't know if I'm just blowing smoke, um, but I thought I noticed it. And so I was like, you know what? That's, that's really good acting. I didn't pick up on that. I mean, you don't, I, I feel like, you know, they do, they obviously reference that, you know, I've been, in, I've been doing this for a year and a half in this division and kind of thing. And, right. um, but you don't feel like it's 12 years in the making kind of thing. Um, but maybe you picked up on something I didn't kind of thing. I mean, obviously, you know, at the beginning he's clean shaven and then, and then, you know, in the next scene after he's in the BMI, passion of the Christ towards the end of it, where he's accused of, um, being a a homo in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Can I say homo? It's 2017. Can I say homo? Fuck. Yeah. I can say whatever the fuck I want. There you go. Uh, my life. And then he's got fuck. the mustache, you know. He's got the little Fu Manchu, and then I love the scene when he goes to the dude, and he's like, "Yeah, you just want to wear whatever the fuck you want and uh, grow your beard out. It's all good." And Al Pacino's like, "Yeah, that's kind of how I'd like it." And he's like, "Yeah, all right, cool." <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> I, at first, I thought he was gonna like laugh in his face and go put on the fucking hat or something. Right. But um, yeah, he just got to wear his fucking hippie clothes throughout the entire movie. Yeah, on on uniform patrolman. Yeah, no, this is yeah, this is uh, I could see how like Pacino star rising. I don't know how many movies he had done before this, but you could definitely see. Um, Not you know, a lot. He's very charismatic. Yeah, um, we're still up and coming. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, you can definitely see a lot of acting chops in him for sure, especially yeah, in that yeah, one scene. Sure. But even just like casual scenes with him and the chick in the bathtub, um, and then and then with having to do with all those guys and. Play, having to be an alpha, I, I mean, I think I thought he did well, and like I said, I was just it got me in the right time. I was in the right mood for it, so for me, it was a dollar for sure. I'd buy that for a dollar. For it's interesting. It felt like after I was watching a movie, especially towards the end, mm-hmm. when the chick left him. Spoiler alert! <laughs> and uh, I felt like, dude. This is why Heat was so good because this was like a matured, you know, uh, what's the character's name in Heat? I mean, Vincent, it's, was it Hannah, Vincent? Vincent? Uh-huh. it's what's that? It's a, essentially the same character. Where yeah, good point. So devoted to to being a cop, you know what I mean? Um, Heat obviously has a little bit of the action that we don't see in Serpico. This is a straight character drama. And and like you said, it's Al Pacino. It's, I don't know when he's I mean, chasing this... the one guy though. It's pretty pretty intense scene, especially when the criminal slows cool. down for him to tackle him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you notice yeah. that well, the guy's video. running as fast as he can. But when they show that one angle where he's running towards the camera, he's running so slow, and Pacino catches up to him. Like, well, there's the one scene, <laughs> the first half of the movie where he's chasing the one kid, and the guy slips and lands right on his ass. <laughs> And me and Chris are like, oh, that must have hurt. Because I don't know if the fucking stunt, I don't know if that was a yeah. stunt. Uh-huh. No, fuck, man, that shit hurts. You ever slip and fall right on your ass like ice skating oh, or something? Like, yeah. dude, you know that shit hurt. Break your cock um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, before this, he had done The Godfather, the first one. And he'd done Scarecrow, which I'm not familiar with mm. at all. Um. And then, and that's basically. Also, he was already heavy in the He did Godfather. 
Well, but his his role was small. His role was small in the Godfather. Mm-hmm. He hadn't done Godfather two yet, and he had done the Godfather just the year before. Okay, so you know he was certainly a rising star. I mean, I would say until Scarface was he fucking King Dingling mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but you can see the charisma. You can see because this movie it is. Every scene, it's Al Pacino on the screen, and him fucking, yeah. you know, just yeah. being Al Pacino with mm-hmm. his thirty-two-year-old voice and not his fifty-two-year-old even smoking. What's it? What, what does that sound like? Because she's got a great ass. <laughs> I'm waiting for Chris to start yelling at you for screaming. We're <laughs> coming any minute now. Yeah, any minute now. So, anyways, um, yes. What do you give it? <laughs> no, I. It's absolutely a high dollar. You know, nice. I'd buy that for a dollar. If you were the generation before us, you know, like my dad or your dad, that maybe fancied watching these movies when they were, if, if you saw this movie in the theater, like, fuck, like this would have been the movie of the year for sure. I mean, these are great. You know. I mean, it's 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 a brilliant film, considering what what it was competing with in 1973. I mean, the I love I love the scene at the beginning where he's literally looking at the fingerprints with a magnifying glass. I mean, Tony, you got to appreciate that. <laughs> maybe maybe you skip that scene. I don't remember. No, I, I saw it. I can appreciate that. I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's. That's what cop work was in 1960 kind of thing. It's like literally Mm -hmm. there was, there's no computerization. There's, it's literally just cops standing on corners. You know, it's the wild, wild west, except for it's in New York city with, you know, Mm -hmm. and so the constant, you know, I, I, I'm sure Martin Scorsese he looks back at Serpico and says, this is my top 10 movies of all time. Like, he just thinks Serpico is the greatest movie of all time, right? I mean, it's it's fucking brilliant. It's got, it shows off New York City. It's got the amazing performances. The more, the you know, the, it just it just is a, a great film. Day and age. We watch these movies and we're bored with years. We're just, it's like, What's when? When does the fucking you know? When does the Ford LTD turn into a robot and jump across the screen and blow up an entire city and kill millions of people? You know, you fast forward um, that part, Tony. You don't need to miss that part. Yeah, he showed him this part. So, and then we don't see Serpico two, three, and episode four. You know, mm-hmm. um, God, how boring would that be? Mm. <laughs> He's retired. Yeah, exactly. So, um. I will admit, I mean, I'm even young enough where I watch this movie and there are times when I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, movies nowadays are better in the sense of they do a better job of sort of keeping your attention very quickly. But watching something like this, you're like, I get it. I get it why people love the good old days of Hollywood. So, um it's certainly a high dollar for sure. Anybody out there that fancies himself, um, you know, a movie buff, 
if you like Al Pacino, if you like, you know, those sort of cops and robbers movies of the seventies or eighties, um, this is definitely, it's definitely a must see. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're 30 years old or younger, you're going to be bored to tears kind of thing. Um, thanks for giving my review. What's that? This isn't this Terrence Malick has three hours and twenty minutes of The fucking... problem no, this movie was too long. And the problem, the reason it was too long, is the first word on here says biography. I had no idea that this was biography, but now that I read that, it totally makes sense why I was so checked out on this thing. I did not give a shit about all the things that happened in this guy's life because the movie is just telling me the same thing over and over again. This guy is an honest cop. I'm like, move the fuck on. You don't need to spend an hour and a half telling me that he's an honest cop. I get it. And so for but me, the movie do. didn't you didn't go anywhere. For you to really believe it at the end. I don't have to. I, it's, it's, yeah, you can just tell me and I'll believe it. For the sake of the movie, I'll believe it. Like it's it's because it's a biography. Tony, they drag shit out. Thirteen. If 13. you want to sell the movie, it's in the movie. There's a whole movie. What was the what the fuck's the name of the Dirk Diggler dude in that movie? <laughs> they already made a movie around that. Um, but I think that was the biggest problem for me. This movie is that it it just dragged on and on, and I'm like, they're not telling me anything new. They're just kind of repeating everything and 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 showing off how many different ways he can uh, have his head hair. I just it just didn't do it for me. So for me, it was a waste of time. That would be a waste of time. Yeah, biographies, man. I can't do it. I don't really care about people's lives. Get on with it. Throw <laughs> some computer programming, fucking. Throw it into a throw it into a five minute YouTube. All right, you don't have to give me your whole life story. There's way too many people to tr- keep track of everybody's biography. It's cold. <laughs> All right, well there you go. There you go. I don't know if he can actually give it a waste of time, but he missed half of the movie. That's how much of a waste of time it was. I skipped 30 minutes of it, and it was still too long. It's two hours and ten minutes long, this fucking guy. I'm just saying it's too long for what it was doing. Like, it could have said everything that the movie communicated in 40 minutes, 50 minutes. Dude, you missed it when he came in dressed as a clown, when he was dressed as Mr. T. (laughs) (laughs) That's still probably, honestly, they could have... You're like, look at Serpical, man. He's a chameleon, that guy. But they probably could have done that, and I still would have felt the same because all they would have been trying to tell me is that this is an honest cop. You believe? It's like it, you can only. You didn't wonder, like maybe he'll crack this time. This will be. The I time. kept thinking, like no, yeah. because the beginning of the movie showed me that he didn't. The, the the first five minutes of the movie, he's being rolled into a, into the hospital because he got shot, and they're saying, "Oh, did a cop do it?" Oh, well, I know a few cops that would want to. I'm like, the only reason cops want to shoot a cop is because he's an honest cop. Like, that's, that's, that's how it works. So for me, from right from the beginning, like the whole movie, like, like the entire part two of the movie, you're like, you know what it also felt like was, um, I know I got some phlegmy shit. Um, what was that? Uh, fuck. I can't think of it now. Um, the fucking Scorsese flick, um, with with fucking. Um... All right, so the extra credit this week was. Um... 
Christ. Now you got to give me a break. Spit uh, it out. Cut it out. Edit it. <laughs> I'm not. I, I mean, I know I'm. What do you got, Pacino? Draw the Departed. It also felt kind of like The Departed, where he's a marked man. Like he needs to. He's like, no, I got to get out. Like you don't understand. Like I am a dead man. If everybody knows, like it's no secret. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, it's like the Leo character in The Departed, where he's constantly like, "You got to get me out of this." Obviously, this movie, you know. Serpico's not, he's not an undercover cop, but he's constantly, the movie has that suspense of it's only a matter of time. And sure enough, at the end, the the camera pans, spoiler alert, when he's trying to push in the door to get his gun through, mm-hmm. his two partners are standing there and he looks at him like, fucking help me out. Mm-hmm. And, it, and they, they hint at that earlier, like just 10 minutes earlier. It was like, you know, somebody looks the other way. You know, you're the first guy through the door every time. It's only a matter of time. You know, I'm not saying they're going to actively shoot you in your back, <laughs> but, but they're going to look the other way when some junkie are. does it, you know? Um, so, I, you know, that kind of stuff I thought was uh, poignant. Um, if you miss the 30 minutes in the middle of it, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't respect your review of it. That's all right. <laughs> Wow. wow. There you go. No, I mean, the truth is I do. I get it. And I, I try to be real. Like, a lot of people are going to sit and watch this movie, and they're just going to be bored. They're just going to be like, nothing happens. It's just a lot. And, and Tony's right. It's a lot of the same thing. It's a lot of... Where's like literally this just, you keep fucking saying the same thing over and over again, motherfucker. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just trying to. I, I, I see. Yeah, we Tony got it. We got it. You're an honest. You're an honest cop. We got it. Tony, no, I'm not an honest. I'm My a, God, are I'm you still talking? <laughs> God damn it! He looked up this, this drop just for me. Yeah, exactly. Play it again, Tony. <laughs> it again. My God, are you still talking? You're the only one I ever use it with. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he's ever used it on me. Have a cracking in this smile. Mm. Hey, I th- that's the first time I've ever heard it. Period. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna hear it a lot tonight, apparently. Now, Tony Alfonso, you said Dog Day Afternoon. Did you just watch that recently, or no? We reviewed it a while back. No, we reviewed it a while back. It just really stuck with me. Oh, like, it, was, it, was, it was really good. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, who chose the extra credit? Not I. You did. Two hours and sixteen minutes. I did crime drama. Sci-fi came out in February 2, 1972. In future Britain, Alex DeLarge, a charismatic and psychopath delinquent who likes to practice crimes and ultraviolence with this gang, is jailed and volunteers for an experimental aversion therapy developed by the government in an effort to solve society's crime problem. But not all goes according to plan. Written, directed, Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick's screenplay, but it's Based off the no- novel of uh, Anthony Burgess. Does anybody know what the term clockwork orange means? No idea. Nope. Tony? Nope. Oh, you guys knew. Well, I don't either, so I'm just going to. Okay, Seriously? You guys knew. I, I did. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I, I figured you would know. Ago, it was like, I, something I about, think I read in the plot. Um, it's got to be in the trivia, I'm sure. Yeah. 
uh, after aversion therapy, yeah, this is in the morality. I've read all this on, on, on Wikipedia. After aversion therapy, Alex behaves like a good member of society, but not by choice. His goodness is involuntary. He has become the tutelar clockwork orange. Organic on the outside, mechanical on the inside. And when I read that, I was like, wait a second. Terminator? But no, Clockwork Orange. So, yeah, there's obviously Clockwork Orange is the idea that his goodness was involuntarily. He was, he pretended to be good because he was so afraid of hearing Beethoven's eighth or seventh or whatever the fuck it is. Um, but inside he's a he's a lifeless human being and and i thought the performance was good about that he's like sir yes sir yes thank you very much sir you know um when he was a fucking after the aversion therapy and before that he was this little monster so um but anyways keep on great yeah tony you gonna go about what clockwork orange the the the, the title (laughs) No, like the where, movie. where it came thoughts? from? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd seen this before, and the la- I remember the last time I saw it, I I, I liked it. I was like, it's a, it's a pretty solid movie. It's got the character arc. It's got um, the shift in tone where the first part of it is all it's just the violence of him and him being a being an asshole, and then and then him getting his comeuppance at the end. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being entertained by it. And this time around, I was, I, I just, I, I, I found him up, obno- I found the first part of the movie obnoxious. Like him, I found him obnoxious. I didn't like the character so much that I felt disgusted by him at the beginning. Like I didn't, I was like, okay, just hurry, move on, move on. Well, he's human at the beginning of the movie. What's that? He's inhuman. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like, I I didn't want to, I didn't want to keep watching all the shit that he's doing at the beginning. It almost felt like gratuitous, gratuitous. The the amount of screen time they gave to his ultra violence. Well, if you remember, so look back at the movie, and, and like I was talking about earlier, the scenes, each individual scene runs three times longer than a modern film. So I was like. When uh, when his boys are cops and they catch him and they're walking him through the woods and they're talking to him and he's yep. he's arguing with him. There's a lot of like unnecessary quote unquote dialogue, but the scene runs for mm-hmm. three minutes. Yep. When into a modern film, it would run for thirty seconds. And okay, so to that point. And I know both you both are going to kill me for this. You're going to kick me for this. Oh, fuck. I watched Dude. it in fast forward. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I watched the whole thing in fast forward. And it was it was totally tolerable and in fast forward. I watched second monitor while I was watching Serpico. <laughs> exactly. I'm playing the fucking video game on the other monitor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I couldn't I couldn't stand the movie. This that this that, that could be, I just couldn't stand his character, and I was like being upset with the movie for putting that putting it on screen for so long. I was like, "Oh, come on, move on!" Just get you know, and it in the rain. Oh, it's so annoying. He's he's so obnoxious, man. I didn't know there were lyrics to that song other than singing in the rain. You know what I mean? But this motherfucker, yeah. when he's sitting in the toilet or the, the toilet in the, the bathtub, bathtub, you get all the lyrics to that motherfucking song. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Oh. Yeah, but it pays, you know, but that's the thing. Like, it pays off at the end. All the shit that he does at the beginning, it comes back to him. I mean, he, oh, he gets, the, yeah. he, he gets oh, yeah. his and it's, and it, and, even after going through the suffering of the experiment to turn him, like yeah. he he's like saying, "Hey, I've suffered," and they're like, "That's not enough." Yeah, when he runs into his old friends, and yeah, yeah, like, well, his old friends, him. all the people that were affected by him, right. mm-hmm. you know, they they don't care that he's already suffered. They want to make him suffer more. Yeah. And uh, what, does that, what does that say about them, right? Well, and well, I, I mean, I mean, they were affected. I mean, he he. That's, that's how cool. bad he affected those people. That's how badly the violence from the beginning affects people. It lasts forever. It's not like for him, it was just one, one night fun. It was fun. One night he goes out the next night, has some fun. But for those people that are, that he had violence against, it affects them for their whole life. You know? And that's, I think that's like the message that was at there at the end of the movie is like, it's, this is, this, this affects people. This is serious shit, you know? So much so that the government's trying to make, you know, experiments just to solve it. And then they fuck up anyway, but it's interesting because you get that where he gets his comeuppance, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, we've seen Kubrick do sort of the the anti-war films, but you know, before maybe after this, I don't know the timeline of his his cinematography or his his biography. But um, I, I'm always like, I watch this movie and I'm like, okay, what's the point? Kubrick has a He's got a point. Like, what's the point? Is he is he arguing against this? Is he arguing for this? But I think, like you just pointed it out, the people that got screwed over by him in the beginning, they're willing to watch him drown, burn, do whatever. I mean, they're just as bad. They're mm-hmm. just they're just not willing to act it out in everyday life. He's just a teenager who just feels that there's no consequence, kind of thing. Which right. you you don't realize at the beginning until he until you realize oh fucking he's supposed to go to school like his, he lives with his mom and dad like mm-hmm. you kind of don't know how old and obviously this is just some of the Malcolm McDowell's I don't I didn't even look how old he was when he shot the film but you don't realize that he's potentially in his late teens mid to late teens when he's raping and murdering and singing in the rain mm-hmm. um, that's going to be the name of my next book raping and uh, <laughs> killing and singing in the rain <laughs> um, but but I think and so that after that second act you're like oh I get it this is just this is just a morality tale of yeah. look if you're going to act like an asshole it's going to come back to you you know karma's a bitch but after after the you know that that third act so to speak and and then obviously his his fabulous dream at the end where yes he has been cured you kind of go wait a second is Kubrick is Kubrick really being that critical of him in the sense of you know he's not laying dead in the streets he's he's cured of his cure you know he's he's back to the good old days of of you know, fucking and partying and rocking and rolling kind of thing. So, <laughs> but I think the point is, it's not a a critique on whether it's good or bad. It's just the way it is. And, it and could be it he will. could be saying it's okay if you just keep it in your damn head. You know, well, at the end, 
He was just dreaming it. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking and and ultraviolence all you want in your head. Don't bring it out. You know, just yeah, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's a tough. It's a tough movie to review in 2017. I can see why a lot of Kubrick fans are just going to go. This is my favorite movie of all time. I mean, I mean, there's some gorgeous tits in this movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and there's tits throughout the movie. Beginning afternoon, the, I mean, throughout the movie are some gorgeous tits, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, one thing that I noticed, and it, I don't know if it's because I was watching it in fast forward or not, but I thought it was kind of <laughs> cool, where the government tries to um, cure him by drugging him up while play, while showing him um, video of ultraviolence. Right. But the music that they were playing was his beloved. Cla- oh shit! I forgot the name. Uh, Beethoven Symphony Seven or Eight or whatever. Right, right. So it's like it was music that he liked that they were playing at the same time that he was drugged, and he's like, "No, no, no! This, this isn't. Please, at least let me have my music." Right. Yeah. So they're conditioning him to pretty much have bad reaction to this classical music. Yeah. If you notice at the beginning of the movie. They're playing ultraviolet. They're they're showing us ultraviolence. They're they're raping and they're killing and they're beating. And what's playing in the background? Classical music. So the movie is almost conditioning us. Yeah. To have you know <laughs> to to like you know, to, to associate almost backwards. It's almost saying, hey, you know, we we have this nice happy music while this this rape's going on, and we, hey, it's okay. You know, it's 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 almost like trying to brainwash us into feeling like it's an okay thing while we're watching it. Yeah. It, it was just, it was an interesting parallel that, that I noticed and I, and it has to be intentional. You yeah. Know? There's a lot of that subtle movie make or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that, you know, your average, and this is the thing. And I, as I had mentioned last week, when the first time I saw this movie, I was just sort of like, I was sort of that typical moviegoer who was kind of offended by the uber violence. Sort of desensitized in the sense. But at the end, I felt like this ambiguity, like, well, wait a second. It's not a clear critique on this or that. It it has this, like, well, what do you think? Is this the way everybody is? And, And some are just, you know do a better job of hiding it of keeping it in their head kind of thing. Um, but I think as this watching it this time again, I appreciated it a lot more in the sense of I sat down and I just watched it as sort of a movie reviewer in a sense. I mean, it kind of sounds pretentious, but, um, trying to appreciate it, for what is Cooper trying to, to to get across, and you remove all the 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 beautiful tints, you're still like it it gets you talking. The movie makes you think. Well, wait a second is is he does he deserve, I mean, should he just be dead at the end of this movie? Kind of thing. Um, so 
I liked it a lot more this time than I did the first time. And this is only the second time I've ever seen it. So, um, Fonzo, I think for you, this is kind of one of those cult classics for you, right? Yeah, the first time, I, like I said, when I used to go to the video store by my house, I always saw that cover. We were so intrigued, and I would look at the back of VHS cover. And there was that scene in the alleyway, the four guys and, and Alex with the cane and just looking at that old man. And I'm like, what's going on? And the same thing, it was shot from far away so you can see everything. Yeah. And um, you got that one tracking shot where you're coming out of his eye, and then they're all at the milk bar. And they're just all sitting there like frozen, right? And that music's playing, and he just has a way with uh, music and the looks of everything. And so when I finally got the nerve to rent it, I rented it, and I was just like floored by it. I was like, what? I'm watching like what is this you know um but it's totally engaging like the, even the scene when they're in the Drango 95 obviously you can tell it's just the car moving there and the, and the background's moving but um but even those little things like that he makes it look really cool um but yeah I've always enjoyed this movie at first I do remember having a hard time to when I watch it I'm like man it's just getting bad with they're messing with that old lady or even the guy on the wheelchair I mean it's it's, it works uh, when he when he when he cuts the woman's suit, you know, mm-hmm. or piece or whatever. And he first he cuts her her tits out, and then he starts her legs and starts cutting out while he's singing. It's like, god damn, this! Especially considering when the movie came out, like it's a hard like this would be hard to watch. I mean, we've obviously been desensitized with the goddamn internet mm-hmm. since. But when this movie came out, if you saw this in the theater, yeah. Fuck, you'd be walking out. I mean, how many people walked out of this movie because they didn't know what they were getting themselves into? Um, but yeah, the the uber violence, um, and and then his and then implied violence too, kind of thing, um, is is super super. But in today's day and age, if you just watch this movie for the first time you it, it's there's it not a lot a little, of yeah. nuts, you know i mean it's not it's not a gore movie i mean shit we've seen people's bodies get blown up and shit um and you know newborn porn as we as we mentioned in a, a movie review a long time ago um but you know considering when the movie came out if you watch this movie what you know at that time you would just be like God damn, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, to me, after watching again, it's still a Slater to me, and it holds up fantastic. That was a fucking movie. It's tough. It's like, who would you... It's not an easy watch. Yeah, you I know? think you have to be real cinephile. Like, you have to watch it in your... If you're watching a lot of movies or classics, you got to throw this in the roller decks. you got to... You have to all watch it sure. at least once, you know? And uh, yeah, this on like one time speed, not two and a half times speed. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm telling you, try it. It they, they, it's a different experience, man. I might oh, do yeah, it again with all the movies. Experience. I want the experience that the filmmaker wants me to experience. I already did that once. I'll do the new. I'm gonna change it up. First time like, I watched you're it, you're kind of like over the movie in a sense. Tell, convince the listeners to watch this movie. Hey, listeners, watch this movie. I give it a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. Honestly, I would have watched it normal speed if I if I had enough time. But I fucked up today and <laughs> and ran I ran myself out of time. 
But I'm kind of glad I did because it was like the, the 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 soundtrack was all sped up and everything, and it made me notice it at different times that I probably and, and I never noticed soundtrack. I never noticed like the the sound um, or the music. It, it's very very rare. So both it was kind of cool. Both movies were very score centric, where the music was volume ten. And I, Chris was even, when we were watching Serpico, she was like, whoa, like, that's really loud. And I was like, damn, you're right. Like, that's funny. The score is, is huge. It's like. Because I didn't notice the score in Serpico. I just oh, didn't. And I watched that at normal speed, just cut out 30 minutes. I love this. I love the scene where he's going into the record store. Got that cane around him. He's got that loud song. It's like, mm-hmm. And it's really loud, too, you know? Yeah. And he's talking to two girls. And then he just starts yeah. flirting with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's oh, I love that. Looking at him. So it was interesting. Me and Chris were watching it, and I was like, "Wait a second! So how did they shoot that that scene? Did they literally just tell the actors to pretend like you're having an amazing six hour sex?" Yeah, fest? Harley, how, Tony, how was that scene when it was already fast forward? Did they look? At it, you was, it was. It, it, it was. It was awesome. <laughs> It was insane. <laughs> I'm like that, that. That guy's trying to start a fire, man. One second. But like, for real, like from a filmmaking standpoint, like I want to like find out. Like I need to make a note so I can investigate. <laughs> How did he shoot that scene? Yeah, mm-hmm. MCP yeah. to fast forward it for him. I don't know. Yeah, it was crazy. What did you give it, Harley? Did you already give it a rating? I give it a high dollar. I'd Absolutely. buy that for a dollar. Yeah, it's it's hard for me to. I can't give it a Slater. Um, I'm not a Kubrick, you know, aficionado kind of thing. Um, I can certainly see why some people just go, "Yeah, this movie's the shit." Um, but for me, it just it is. Thank you, dog, for interrupting my podcast. Fuck. Um. I can see why, you know, a lot of people have seen it a bunch of times. They just go, yo, this, this is the shit. This movie is the bomb. Um, and, and, you know, maybe if I had seen it a bunch of times when I was younger and, um, but considering I've only seen it twice, it just gets a high, it, it gets a solid dollar for sure. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make Lane watch it. What are you at, you motherfucker? Sorry. I, dude. Your constant interruptions. Living up to her name now. Like, Uh-oh. Get out there. Uh-oh. Kill well, I want to mute it first. Right, your squirrel. Dude, my fucking dog like wakes me up in the middle of the night. She's standing at the window, growling and barking and shit. <laughs> she used to be a big pussy where she just pee on people. <laughs> So, so yeah, what is, I, that? is that considered time lapse? He's still on that on that technique. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm sure they just he just filmed it. Um, well, what would he do? Actually, it doesn't matter. He just has to film it at, or play it back at a higher speed. Well, right? yeah, but what I'm saying is, in for, from the filmmaking standpoint, because the move the scene takes you know four or five minutes, <clears throat> it must have taken. 45 minutes of of the actors to you know 
just rolling around butt ass naked fucking pretending to have sex or just having a grand old time why not i mean he doesn't have any audio so it's not like they have to act they just have to roll around and and, and, you know that's true true. they just have to act physically they don't have to act with you know with 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 lines or anything so i'm sure it was i'm sure they had fun my best my favorite part of that scene was both girls got dressed and then he went up and undressed them and brought them back to the bed yeah, we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah. No. no, but I was saying that I'm going to make Lane watch this in normal speed. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to watch it again because I was telling her that I didn't. I did. I told her you you're you're not going to want to watch any of these films. Um, and after Serpico, I'm like, yeah, she won't want to watch that one. But now after, yeah, more to tears for sure yeah but after um, Clockwork Orange with her psychology background, she might be interested. So. I'm like, yep, I'll I'll make her watch it now. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that'd be a very interesting take we hear from her. So, who's got the homework next week? I got the homework, and I am going to um, take uh, a recommendation from our boy Scott, aka Scott, from <laughs> last week. He recommended Scanners, which none of us have seen. So, 1981 Scanners. That'll work. So I'm by by week, Harley. So what do you got for the extra? So I'm gonna go. You know, we obviously we watch these movies. You know, classics. You know, cinemas. You know, whatever cinema. 1972, <laughs> 1973, whatever the fuck. Um, I'm gonna go a little more modern, a little more. You know, YouTube generation, a little more action packed. Um, <clears throat> it was a movie that I saw, and when I when it came out, I was like, right on, cool. I I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And now the actor has become sort of a, an internet meme. Um, 2008, Jerry and Rachel are two strangers thrown together by a mysterious phone call from a woman they have never met. Threatening their lives and family, she pushes Jerry and Rachel into a series of increasingly dangerous situations using the technology of everyday life to track and control their every move. DJ Caruso directed Shia LaBeouf, Just Do It! And Michelle Monaghan in Eagle Eye. Eagle Eye, yes. I knew it. I think Billy Bob Thornton is in it, too. Yeah, he's in it. I remember liking this movie a lot when I saw it. Yeah. Um, and nowadays, you know, almost 10 years later, you know, I keep seeing these goddamn um, um, YouTube ads for Alexa and, and <laughs> Siri this and Google that and everybody's always listening and shit. You know, when we went and visited Jeremy. He had, uh, I don't know, one of them. I think it was Alexa. And And you would just be like, Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> and then she turned on the lights. And I was like, this is fucking creepy kind of thing, you know? Uh, so I think I think this movie was one of those where like, oh, man, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, but, you know, uh, lighten it up a little bit. Lighten the mood up. Have a little fun. Hopefully. Works for me. Yeah. Alexa, yeah. We got it down, Alexa. Cool, so we got um, homework, the extra credit. 
What'd you guys do this weekend? Did you guys do anything fun? That was my dad's birthday. Oh, right on. Um, yeah, we took, took him out to uh, uh, 56. Took him out to Applebee's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, it was great because uh, um, we never, never, never tell that, you know, it's somebody's birthday. But we got there early, and this time... Laney told him like it's this it's it's our dad's birthday and we wanted so when they came out to sing happy birthday my dad had a full mouth of food <laughs> and his eyes were like sauce was like what is going on and he was like uh-uh uh-uh it's not me it's her <laughs> it's pointing to my mom it's like no dad you ain't escaping this one and so they, it's at Applebee's so they do their they do their birthday little cheer and then uh, one of the girls go points at Laney and goes, "You used to work here, huh?" Because Laney sang along right with him and perfect in perfect harmony with him. <laughs> it's like, yep, yep, she worked there, singing in the rain, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's the extent of the. Oh, oh, we played a game. We went home and played a game um, where people got hurt, and we still kept playing. I was like, what? What is? What is wrong with us? Um, it was like a card game, but there's spoons on the table and like you, you, everybody has four cards and then the dealer starts picking up the top card from the deck and the, and the goal is to try to get four of a kind. And the first person to get four of a kind grabs a spoon. And as soon as you grab a spoon, everyone has to grab a spoon, but there's always one spoon short. So it's kind of like musical chairs, but with spoons. And so it was a madhouse. I mean, people, people's getting their fingers pinched, like people elbowing people and like spoons flying everywhere. Have you guys ever heard of that game? Spoons flying everywhere? Yeah. I don't think I have. Man, we played it for a few hours, man. It was wild. Yeah. <laughs> the best one, the best one was, uh, the, the spoon landed in, on Laney's lap. And we were saying, like, you can't hold two spoons at a time because you lose. So then everybody was trying to reach for the spoon, but it was on her lap. <laughs> and I already had my spoon. So it's like, and my dad's like, uh, trying to grab it. My mom's on the other side and she can't reach. Like, she's like trying to climb over the table. It was, it was great. It was oh, pretty fun. Oh, man. That's funny. Things that they don't forget, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Right on. That's the extent that, of what we did. Okay. Nothing serious. Um, The weather's been good, so we've just been kind of enjoying it. Today we had to do more fucking uh, demo. This fucking house, man. (laughs) I bought this house, I don't know, seven years ago or some shit, and it was a, you know, it was a foreclosure, and it was as is. And, you know, I mean, I I had a home inspector, you know, and he said... There's uh there's evidence of a fire. There was a fire, a chimney, a chimney fire. Um, that was never. There's some charred wood. It doesn't look like there's a structural problem. Um, but there was evidence. There's obviously been a fire, and they didn't replace the burnt wood. Now the the home is a hundred years old, right? Right. The original house was built in the twenties. And then over the decades, they've done these additions. They've done they've done Dune. They've done two separate additions: the upstairs and the back mm-hmm. room. And then before my neighbor Clancy, which I've spoken about, you know, over the podcast over the last fucking significant years, he's lived next door for like thirty four years, 
And he was like, yeah, I was, the fire was before this house and the addition was upstairs. All this shit was done before 30 years ago, right? So a couple, I don't know, it was like a month ago or so, the upstairs bathroom starts leaking and it starts dripping into the kitchen. So oh. we're like, oh shit, you know, and in the meantime, oh, we're, we're looking at buying another house, which we're still all about. And it's only a matter of time. It's, we're about six weeks away from moving. Um, and it's all going to work out at the exact same time at the end of the school year. And it's just going to be fucking crazy. I, I don't know what we're going to do about the podcast, but I got a feeling it's going to, the podcast is going to be a problem. Either we're going to have to postpone or maybe I won't have to be able to do a week, but it's going to be crazy. So, so we got fucking drywall falling off the ceiling because of the leaky water. And, uh, you know, so we had to do some, some, uh, some demo a couple weeks ago. We got to do some more today, which we did. And this fucking house is a Pandora's box of mm-hmm. just oh layer after layer of problems and, and shitty craftsmanship and just Jimmy rig this. And it's, it's insane. I mean, I literally pulled out a two by four that was burnt so bad that I could break it in half with my bare hands because it had been burnt so badly. Jeez. There was no structural integrity. integrity left of it. It just burned and they just left it there and they just patched over it. It's like, you're like, who the fuck built this house? Like, were you fucking high on fucking crack cocaine or what the fuck? So, um, you know, it's it's opening up these tearing ceilings and roofs apart. And uh, Chris took some pictures. Maybe she'll post it on Facebook or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, just more fucking work on this goddamn house. I'm tired. It's like the one no, leaky pipe is in the worst possible place. So we got a plumber coming tomorrow. He's going to, like, redo all the plumbing so the venting is up the code this and the pipes the right diameter this and the drop is the right this and it's like fuck's sake I'm not even going to live here in the next six weeks and I'm going to fucking spend $1,500 paying a plumber just to fix the goddamn upstairs power stall that's a fucking nightmare but uh you know I got some motorcycle riding in so that was good Um, we did yesterday um Anna is like this all-star athlete of all time now. She does like every sport now. It's track and field. And she's she's like, she's about to break Siskiyou County's high jump and triple jump records. And which I feel really bad because I don't get to go to the actual track meets because I'm stuck at school managing little assholes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're wonderful children that, you know, are raised in tough families, but little bastards um <laughs> I, I don't get to go to my kids track and field meets where she's getting uh first place awards this and and ribbons that and so i couldn't be happier the kids are doing good um i'm about to light a fucking candle to this house and burn it down so i can collect on the fucking homeowner's insurance <laughs> <laughs> but, leave that part out <laughs> yeah no shit yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, no, it was a chill week. Weekend. It seemed short. Right on. So, Bonzo, you? Well, 
Crew's got a, a project tomorrow. You kept them up till two o'clock in the morning. Watch clock, watching a Clockwork Orange. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a, he's doing a report on Stanley Kubrick. Now he, um, <laughs> my little droog. <laughs> I said, "Vid, you will, little brother." Um, no, we. Um, he's got a, a project, or he did a project this week. It's called Hero in a Bag, and they pick a certain person to do like a book report kind of on him. And you get a, you get like a, just a regular like kind of um, bag from like, you know, you get at the store and you put like cool decorations around it. And he chose Neil Armstrong. So he's going to do that tomorrow morning. Um, but on Saturday, with the two different signings in, 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 in LA, when we got down there so early, I've always wanted to check out the poltergeist house. And I'm like, Hey man, we're only a few blocks, you know, we're not a few blocks away, but we're not that far away since we're early. We got three hours to kill. You guys want to go over there? Like, sure. So my buddy Scott and uh, his, his girl Liz, we went over there and, uh, I made a video of it. It's already already posted online, but if you want to see the actual visuals. But yeah, it was cool to see the actual house. And then we went to a signing at the store Dark Dell for the movie Beyond the Gates. And uh, had a good turnout. The, all the Blu-rays they had that the store sold out. Had a cool crowd. And uh, they're handing out champagne for the people waiting in line. And that was really cool. And since we were like the second per- second and third person in line, um, Barbara Crampton, the chick from Reanimator, and you're next. Um, she told, she handed us this drink. I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. We're getting drinks handed to us by Robert Crampton. She said, thanked everybody for coming and we got signatures. And then we had to kind of hurry after that because there was, um, another store called Creature Features. Same, same street. Just a couple blocks down. Um, Tyler Bates, the composer, uh, for music such as Guardians of the Galaxy, John Wick 300. He was doing a Q&A and, and, and doing some signings. So, um, they said, if you, if you buy something there, I'll sign two other. He'll sign that and two other things for free. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so I was, I was just gonna buy the CD for the second one, but they had the vinyl for part one, and I love that soundtrack. It's it's a great soundtrack, and it comes with the score, so it's a double LP. And you get a free poster for it when you bought the album, and the album was only like nineteen ninety five or something. And usually, the album goes for like twenty six, twenty seven dollars online. So I'm like, this is a bargain. And you get a free poster, and you get some stuff signed. So. That was really cool. Really cool, chill guy. Um, and uh, we got to meet him, sign. And then we went back to the store, the other one again, after the signature, because there was a couple of people that didn't show up. We're waiting for them to show up, and they didn't. So we're like, all right, well, well that sucks. But then we usually when people are mingling afterwards, it's a really good time to get pictures. Um, and we didn't push the signature on that one because it was for charity. So we're like, uh, we don't want to keep saying, sign this, sign this, and then, you know, not pay, especially since it was charity. So we did that. Um and it didn't, didn't, it rained a little bit, but it didn't, it wasn't like, you know, pouring down like it is, like it did today here, down, down here. It, it just it almost, kind of rained almost all day. Um, we just chilled like the first morning, except for the morning. I got the, I got that bug again to make some breakfast, started making some pancakes. And I made some eggs and, and, um, and of course the kids take two bites of the pancakes and that's it. Not because they were terrible. They just don't eat <laughs> ever. So, so it's going to be funny to Harley when they do start eating everything. Cause I'm going to look back and go. She won't eat anything, right? Anything, and Anna, she'll eat everything yeah. times two. Yeah, yeah she'll like, be like, "Can I have more broccoli?" Yeah. And Mazzy's like, "I'd rather eat dirt." Like, yeah, yeah. She just she won't yeah. eat anything. We'll serve some for crew, and then uh, look over, and he's like, "Daddy's like, can I get more?" I'm like, sure. Yeah. And you're like, Man, you must eat a gross bird, some, but you, yeah, you're always eating. So, 
um, which is great. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you want to keep being cool for it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So after we did that, we just pretty much chilled. And then went over to my parents' house afterwards because it was raining. So we just really went just pretty much chilled. Um, um, uh, that's pretty much it. So except if you guys want to watch my video, I'm just Fonzo13 on YouTube. And it's uh, pretty much just recorded all the stuff from the video. Um, yeah, but that's that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. So, 356 days of the year, we'll be we'll recording podcast <laughs> Almost. <for you. laughs> what is it? That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you got anything else, um, right, no, nothing. Blade Runner trailer comes out tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Ah, um, yeah. Oh, I like this guy. Fuck Sorry. This, this guy. All right. All right. Well, I'll hit that. Look at another podcast in the books. We just randomly ranted on all these movies, right? If you haven't, so we love to, we love to talk to you on Twitter. Harley, don't, yeah. know, what, don't know what your problem is. I will, have, I will have no part of social networking on it. I just watch, me and Chris watch a documentary on Facebook. Yeah. Uh-uh. You will never see me post on Facebook again. Like, that's it. I'm done. Was no that an extra? I am out. Peace. So that you're never posting on Facebook now. Consider I record my voice on the internet for an hour and a half every week. There's an unlimited amount of of my content. Uh uh-uh, uh, I'm done. No more Facebook. Interesting. Yeah. Alright. Well just look, when's the last time I Tony, look it up. When's the last time I actually posted content onto my Facebook? When's I don't have enough time for that anything? shit. When's the last time you posted anything? I'm gonna look it up right now. I don't know when Lainey did. I gave yeah. her my phone. <laughs> no, 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 not you getting tagged. No, no, just, oh yeah, no, I haven't posted anything in forever. I I just don't post shit. Like I just don't care. Like I just don't give a shit. Yeah. I get tagged. Chris tags me. Uh, let's see. Uh, Harley Martin yesterday at two fifty-seven p.m. I I Ooh. made a comment on something. I made a comment on my mom oh. or somebody's. No, no, you're trying to sell some Ford F Series DZ running boards. Yeah, you son of a oh, bitch. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm selling them, bitches. Anybody <laughs> want to buy that shit? I'm trying to get rid of some shit and people buy shit on Facebook. <laughs> Changes tune real quick. I'm never, in, uh, never January January seeing What about never? I don't get. It. You can find never. <laughs> I was curious. What do you mean, uh, never? Yeah, you say you would never post on Facebook never? again. Well, I, if I can sell some shit on Facebook, I'll post it. Oh, here. Oh, so, the, oh, so that's that's okay. That's the that's the loophole, huh? Yeah. That's no, right. you know what? Family thing. January twenty second. I posted about when we got all that fucking snow, which was insane. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. All right. I will not be tweeting. Let's put it that way. Okay. Well, you heard that there, folks. Sorry about that. We tried. We tried. You heard us try. That's it. You yeah. guys tried. Oh, you gave it a valiant effort. Tony and I interact. That's all you need. That's all you need. I know. Maybe you should Facebook Live yourself next time. I'll run the podcast. You just, you just go live. Like video or some shit? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Because we can jump on Facebook, they'll see you and start asking you questions. 
And if you, if you tell them if they want their question answered, they'll have to listen to the podcast. Um, Unless they're yeah. watching it there and listening. So, yeah, they're not working. Never mind. We just randomly rant about things movies. Episode 356 is in the books. I mean, your boy Fonzo say we ride together. Harley, we ramble on together. <laughs> MCP, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs>